0: With the flick of her pen, she writes, The magic within begins to rise. The words flow and pages unfold. The stories delight and help you to make a smile and take my hand. You're spirited into a dreamy land, into the story we ride with the story spirits as our guide. Hello and welcome to this specter and coven book nook reading for the month of June. Obviously this is timeless, but I'm recording this right around the June solstice on June 22nd. And this month was all about adventure and pirates and fun and getting away from it all and self-love and self-care. And with that, um, for this month, I thought we would do a little reading from my book, *Brighty Isle part of my Bringers of the Light series. This is the fourth book in that series. And this is what the cover looks like. And I thought what we could do is just show you a little bit, if you're interested, um, how to get to these books. So I'm. this is a video on YouTube and this is also um, an audio on the podcast. So for those of you listening on my podcast, wherever you might be, for those of you watching on YouTube, thank you so much for joining me here. As always, I appreciate your support, your love of the bringers of the light, as it is really all about you and your spiritual journey. We know these are not just books, um, they're channeled, <laughs> channeled art, channeled artwork, channeled fiction and non-fiction and as such because these books and things are coming straight from spirit from source um, there's always messages and metaphors and meaning and healing built right in for all of you as well let's intuitively pick a crystal we'll have a little crystal reiki going on as we are listening to this, as we invite in the guides who overlight this work. And I do still walk around as I do these episodes. So it's a rainy day here in the Midwest Plains, state of North Dakota. And um, I'm looking out the window. It's all gray. And um, I don't mind getting out in the rain. I'm going to actually get out there in a little bit. But I thought we could... Thought we could just hang out together for a little bit. So I'm bringing in the picture Jasper heart. So I'm going to place this just here with us and we're going to allow the, where do we wanna put that? We're gonna allow the Reiki to flow, flow and go, flow and go. Let's see, there's so much space here. I'm gonna put the heart back here by the Mother Mary. There is a Mother Mary statue back there. Allow the Reiki to flow, inviting in whatever healing is most needed by you in this now. Um, Here's where you can find my books. So my ebook publisher is Smashwords. I've got the links to that in all of my show notes. So if you go, you'll come, if you go to that link, you'll come to this page. Um, and if you scroll down just a little bit, all the book series are there. So we've got the Spirituality Seeker series. That is uh, my nonfiction books. And right now it's like a Lemurian is there. And all my ebooks are free to read. So you can look for them anywhere, actually. You can look for them, Barnes & Nobles, Apple Books, Google Books, um, or the Smashwords page. Um, you do need an EPUB reader on your device in order to read these because it'll download as an EPUB or like a PDF-looking EPUB file. Um, if you do um, Barnes & Nobles or all that, I think there's different ways to download that. download them depending on your device. We've got the Soulmate series which we've got three books in that series. We've got the Spirit Guides of Tessa Locke series with two books there. Here's Bringers of the Light. (coughs) Excuse me, we're gonna look at Brighty Isle here in just a second. And then there's the Thunder Rose Collection. And then you can scroll down a little bit further so you can read about the series and you can scroll down a little bit further and read a short description of each one of these books. So right now we're gonna go take a look at Brighty Isle you go to Smashwords, it just says EPUB file, and you just click on that. And like I said, um, there's plenty of EPUB readers. If you go to like the App Store on your Google or Apple device, you know, you can download an EPUB reader, or if you have like a Nook or a Kindle or something like that, then they download in a different way. So I'm not gonna do tech support here, but I just wanted to share um, that that is available. All right, so let's what I want to do next is I want to just read a little bit, intuitively read a little bit from Brighty Isle this month, just get into the feel of the story. Um, this isn't really an audio book. Um, I probably will do an audiobook for this series, but I just want to intuitively pick some pages out of the book. and then if you're interested in reading or listening to the whole thing, you can download the book. This is actually a short one. We used to do these on the podcast as like Sunday morning episodes and each Sunday we would come with new pages and we ended up writing a whole whole books on the show. I kind of deviated from that a little bit. So the dedication here is to the Spirits of Brighty Isle because I never know what's going to come through with these. These are, um, these are books that you know they just come through as um, how do I explain it they just come through as channeling so i never know what's going to come up so it's an adventure for me in writing them just as much as it could be an adventure for you in reading or listening to them so i thought we would start with chapter 1 which is opening the door just so we get a sense of what the book is about. And actually, let me run over here and see what did I write for Brighty Isle. And there's a lot of ASMR going on too, so if you just wanna hear this for the ASMR, I'm not expecting you to read the book off the screen, so it's not going to be, you know, so close that you're going to be reading the words if you're watching the video. But just plug into the feeling of this book. It's all about romance. Um, in this fourth install, installment short story of the popular *Bringers of the light series, it's spring in Rockaway Point. The air signals new beginnings and fresh starts, but something seems stale between Abigail and Dakar. But not to worry, because Dakar has a plan, and it involves a picnic on a nearby aisle. Can their love survive and spring back again after a long, cold winter? Love always wins. And the spirits of Brighty Isle will make sure of that mysterious happening start as soon as the couple's rowboat hits the shores of the little island where most regular folk dare not return. So if you haven't already, you may want to pause me here and get a cup of something. I've got actually my morning little smoothie here. The picture Jasper is coming in with a little bit of grounded grounded love energy, earth energy. We talked about Gaian codes yesterday. I took a little solstice transmission over on Instagram. And we talked about the importance of bringing in Gaian codes um, and really grounding yourself into the land right now. <clears throat> so if you're ready to go, we're going to bring in... We're actually not going to bring in. We're going to start reading. <laughs> I'm to start reading a little bit from this first chapter opening the door. Abigail couldn't contain her excitement. She was going on a picnic with Dakar, and not just to any old place. They were going to Brighty Isle. It was long known around Rockway Point that Brighty Isle was a place you didn't want to go alone. It had something about it that one couldn't describe. And anyone that took a long afternoon swim there or rowed out in their little boat had a different story to tell. For one thing, not one person could come to terms with what they saw, and each storyteller described something different. Looking out at the aisle with field glasses, one could see the battlement tower and what appeared to be something old in the trees, but it really seemed harmless looking from that perspective a place to spend a lazy afternoon hunting for shells or languishing on the little beach. But the castle had stories to tell, and the spirits of the isle were there from such a long time ago that surely they must have seen all the goings-on across the harbor and had plenty of stories to share on their own. An onlooker only had to sharpen their gaze slightly upon arriving, and something different might appear in the peripheral But to look directly on was to garnish nothing more than a queer stare from the castle battlement and a longing look from the various seabirds who roosted there. No one could describe what they had seen and no one wanted to go back to see it again. Now, I was like, go back to these stories. I'm like, oh my God, I love them all so much. And I forget how much I enjoy bringing these through and I did want to just show you like where some of the descriptions of that came from if you're watching the video um I had I found in a little free library a little I spy treasure book and this one was all about of course my favorite theme the ocean Uh, but in the very middle of the book and so we would intuitively get pictures from this but in the very middle of the book was the I spy like looking through binoculars off of the coast of the town that's part of this books on the little subject matter and there was this little island with all sorts of mystery and fun surrounding it and this right here is where the idea of the the impetus to channel Brighty isle came from Um, so falling in love and that's kind of where the whole bringers of the light series um, rockaway point came from that i spy book so let's keep going abigail was not convinced she thought that Brighty isle was to be quaint and she couldn't wait to row out with the car and spread her picnic blanket there There was something she needed to find there, and her guides had not given up sharing that with her every day over the past winter months. So I'm not gonna go too much into the metaphors here, but I do invite you to plug in with your guides and with your own intuition and your own feeling and your own heart, and if there are any metaphors that pop out to you, any advice or guidance from your guides that shows up, you know, trust that. Um, Like I said, these books are written with that intent in mind, among others. For healing and guidance and fun and adventure and magic. So if something stands out to you, trust that feeling and go with it. But now spring had arrived and all was unfrozen, including the way she felt about a certain someone in her life. For over the winter, something strange had happened and her and Dakar had grown apart. He said it was nothing, but she feared that his work, so he's working a lot, was somehow drawing them apart. She intended, without a shadow of a doubt, to determine what was going on with him. Their days and nights together had dwindled to but a few over the cold months after the Bringers of the Light had wrapped up their winter work and taken a sabbatical. Dakar had seemed distant, and she wondered if it perhaps had something to do with Jameson and Tambor. But that seemed silly, and she decided that once and for all, she would get to the bottom of all of his mysteriousness mysteriousness. She had sent him a message and invited him to lunch, and he had decided to go, but only if he could take her to Brighty Isle. That, in and of itself, seemed strange to her, since she had been asking him to go all last summer, and he had politely declined with various excuses. She wondered if she still pleased him, and then decided that was nonsense. It wasn't his love he had stopped professing. It was... It was his excitement about being in love, and never in all their time together, going on seven past lifetimes, and many years prior in this one, had he ever seemed bored of her. There are my twin flames, if you can't figure that out by now. Uh, So she accepted this invitation and looked forward to the afternoon when he would arrive. She primped and fussed at herself in the mirror and called in her guides to assist her in choosing the perfect outfit and perfume potion. They decided on a cute romper with long sleeves, a cardigan of soft cashmere, and her old but always favorite, To the Knee Moccasins. She dressed with excitement, pondering all the things she would do when they touched the shore. She had for quite some time been gathering the local lore on the small isle and was looking forward to paying a visit there. She had tried to connect over the etheric waves to the spirits there and was politely declined. They would only speak to her if she came there directly. It was the oddest thing she had ever heard which intrigued her even more. What might a small and fragile witch from the bringers of the light and her dark debonair counterpart find there on Brighty Isle? Well, apparently the spirits there weren't letting on We're not letting that on to anyone right now either. Best dear reader to keep on keeping on and read to the next one. So that is the first chapter. And so what I'm gonna do next is I'm going to just let spirit guide us to the next little bit of reading and see what stands out there. And then if you decide you've also fallen in love with the brighty Isle like I have, then you might want to go take a look at the rest of the book. All right, so I'm gonna kind of close my eyes and just spin here, put my pen down. All right, so we're on Chapter three, rowing out. As Abigail boarded the small rowboat, she wasn't certain it could make the trip. Didn't they have anything larger? She asked a car who was struggling to right the small boat as he too stepped on board what's interesting about this is we always seem to channel we always seem to read, get to an intuitive reading of this chapter 3 so I think there's some important messages in there for folks because whenever I thumb through this book this is the one that spirit always kind of wants me to have people hear Dakar lifted the picnic basket several folding chairs and various other sundries he had been guided to bring into the bottom of the boat Drat, he thought to himself, there's only one oar. What were they thinking? He made a mental note to follow up with the pier master at the small wharf for even allowing a boat like this to be taken out. And he chastised himself for not checking it more thoroughly. He had been so excited to be seeing his lady again, he wasn't thinking straight. He made another mental note to not be so distracted by Abigail, if that was even possible. Abigail and Dakar held a long-time bond, Going back many lifetimes, they simply had to be together no matter what. Even if they entered a lifetime where one started out behind and decided to stay in the etheric world, the other's magnetism and love would draw that disincarnate soul back into a lifetime just to be physically near the other. Fate and destiny always brought them home again. Dakar picked up the one small oar and decided to make the best of it. I'll do some and then you, he said to her, hoping she could help row the small boat. His shoulder was aching again after too long a battle the night before. <clears throat> his nightly excursions with the bringers of the light during his many dream walks had left his physical body hurting him this morning. He didn't like battling that kind of demon, but such was the work. He had made it safely home through the astrals, and he had always, as he had always done, and now he needed to get rowing. The boat made its way towards the small isle. He estimated maybe a five to ten minute row, but it really looked to be much farther. He didn't know, since he hadn't actually been there before, and only had local lore and townsfolk knowledge of the isle to go on. But something had drawn him here, too, something he couldn't put his finger on, either so he had suggested the outing and was surprised that she had accepted. He didn't know why he felt her so distant as of late. Maybe he was imagining this. His love for her had never wavered, but she seemed preoccupied. He made yet another mental note to bring that up when the timing was better. He rode and whistled some strange tune he had heard on late-night radio. It was something about a sun and a father who couldn't seem to come together until it was too late. He let the tune fade in and out of his consciousness and decided that if he ever had a son, he would always be there for him. The boat slowly lurched towards the isle, and Dakar handed the oar to Abigail. So soon, she said, taking it and getting it to move a little faster than he had my shoulder, he said, trailing off still thinking about the imaginary son he'd never had. Abigail settled into rowing, and her mind wandered away to another time and space. She saw herself huddled over a little baby girl. She had never had this vision before. Then she saw herself with a little blonde-headed girl of about five years old. The little girl held her hand and asked for juice and more of the fun stories that Abigail had apparently been sharing with her. The vision faded as the isle drew closer, and she contentedly rolled on, rolled on and rowed on, only a few more minutes, she thought, gauging the distance. Dakar reached for the oar and set back into rowing with more direct force now. Soon the little boat was grazing the bottom against the shoreline, and Dakar disembarked and pulled it onto the sand. The weather seemed cooler out here, and he reached into his bag to pull out a sweater. He helped Abigail out and tied the boat against a large piece of driftwood. Fog was off in the distance, but over the isle the sun shined lazily, and birds and various sea creatures made themselves known. A dolphin jumped haphazardly out of the water offshore, showing off its pretty and powerful moves, all the while giggling at the couple. Oh, it had secrets to tell. Abigail pulled down the picnic basket as Dakar gathered the other items and set them out on the sand. They decided to set up camp further back under the pine trees that dotted the shore. Dakar went off looking for firewood while Abigail laid out the blanket. There was an odd sound in the trees and Abigail winced. Where are my manners, she thought to herself. We didn't even ask the spirits of the isle if it was okay to come ashore. That's exactly what I would have done. (laughs) She said a quick hello. And sent blessings to the spirits of the isle as they quietly looked on with respect. Everyone else just set their feet down on the land and proceeded to disrespect it with their bad energy and littering. The spirits decided they had been right to call the couple home, and decided amongst themselves how they would make themselves known. There was much work to be done. So, I'm gonna stop there. Let's see, like I said, this is a short little book. It's only 25 pages long. So I'm not going to spoil any more of the fun. And I'm going to leave it at that. This is our little book nook reading circle. And I hope the book inspired some magic within you to follow your heart, follow your dreams, go where you might least expect magic to be there. Um, there's healing here, there's fun, there's romance. Um, read my books with intention, set sacred space, inviting your guides and allow them to show you what these, this prose is meaning for you. Until we meet again, friends, welcome to Brighty Isle. We will see you all again soon. Take care. This episode was brought to you by the Romance Angels. For, you know, love is truly all there really is. Take care.